trying to match my game today too. Me? Yeah. What do you mean? Trying to match up on me. Oh, I called you this morning. I was like, you know? yo, dude. Gonna well, be wearing... I wear a lot of black. I don't see I you wearing black a lot. Re- Sam, how often do I wear black? Oh. <laughs> Actually, I, I have the, uh, the I have all the videos up right now. Black it's or gray? Black, gray, or white? Black, gray, white, gray, gray, black, gray, white. Look, black and white stripe. Right. Gray, gray, black, black, white. Start calling you Nicole Black. Right? Well, or white is fine. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 35 of The Real Word. 35. It is. It is episode 35. I feel good about it when we hit those, like, numbers. Those, I mean, I feel mean... like every week we hit a number. You feel good about every number. <laughs> Nicole's every number. a big fan of numbers. I'm a big fan of the numbers. Before, just, like... We've got part three of the independent contractor conversation coming up. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. you want to give a little uh, shout out. Oh right? yeah. Oh, so I, I feel like I can't slaughter. I don't, I'm gonna slaughter her name. So I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Danny. No, Danny. Yeah, yeah. From I just, no, I'm talking about her last name. So Danny from Inman was gracious enough to give me a free subscription to Inman because she was because sick and tired of, of hearing the fact that I could not get into it. So as a thank you to Inman, well, I'm saying thank you now. So thank you, Danny. I really appreciate it. I whomever is watching that is does not have a, subs- a current subscription to Inman. If you guys leave your names or a comment like you want it, do give me a high five, do something. We are going to pick one of our followers to get a free subscription on us. Um, on Nicole. It, it will be on me. I will pay for it since I'm getting mine for free. I'm, I'm paying us. it forward. So yeah. leave me a comment below if you want it or if you know someone, tag someone. And um, I will let the lucky winner know next yeah. week. Wherever so, you're seeing or listening to this, drop a comment. Please. If you want an in-min subscription. Happy to pass it. You know, what really, you're paying it forward. I love really it. Really good information. I mean, the last Super great information. The last racket when we get to Gary Keller, that's all in-min Oh, yeah. There. Well, it's fun because I was only ever able to read like the first paragraph. And then now you can see the whole I can see the thing. whole thing. So thank you, Danny. Thank you, Inman. I appreciate that. That last racket is going to be ridiculous, too. Yeah, I can't. If you just want to like forward across, you can you can do that. But let's let's oh, get into no, our don't do that. let's get into our independent uh, contractor part three. Yes. If you if you didn't see episode 33, 34, go check them out. That's when we started this independent contractor conversation. There is tell them what the let's refresh in case you don't want to go all the way back to thirty three. Yeah. What's the ABC test? And then we're going to give you guys our opinions on if we as real estate agents are independent contractors right. from the ABC so they're saying test there's first. three factors known as the ABC test a Ooh, are you sure you don't want to read I feel like I'm stealing your thunder here by no, reading. No, go ahead you're good with it I'll butcher everything so okay. go ahead a that the worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in connection with the performance of the work both under the contract for the performance of the work and in fact and, and in fact, B, that the worker performs work that is outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business, yep. which is important, mm-hmm. and that the worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, 
occupation or business of the same nature as the work performed. And see, B makes no sense to me. Like you're not doing other work. Like you're not out there selling, you know, fruits and vegetables on the side. Right. You know what I mean? Like there are definitely real estate agents that have other businesses. Businesses. So let's just take it from your perspective. Nicole White, Mm -hmm. real estate broker in Connecticut. Yes. Brokerage license yes. held under a big top 10 country, you know, real estate brokerage firm. Right. In, in terms of volume. Yep. Um, have your own LLC, one in company real estate. Right. Within that company. Right. Are you an independent contractor? Well, I certainly signed. I don't a f- ride the fence on I it. certainly signed a form saying that I was an independent contractor. Yes. Um, am I one after reading that? I have no flipping idea. It's very, it's a very interesting article, though. I, again, I, I think we linked it in thirty three because it, mm-hmm. it's actually talking about the fact that there is this big lawsuit about wages and because a bunch we of lawsuits because going we on. are real estate agents working for a real estate company, we're not technically independent contractors because we're working within the same like trade. If you look at the ABC test, if you're you look talking at the ABC, about. yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. It goes back and forth about how it could actually probably clear out a lot of agents because if there's there's going to be a minimum wage put on us like if we're going to be paid a minimum wage obviously that agent would then have to bring in a certain amount of money to to justify the minimum wage that they're being paid um i think it would actually be kind of fun to see that all happen i'll be honest um but i do i i am i i I am an independent contractor i work i would prefer to work as an independent contractor i mean i do work and you feel as though you are one i do feel as though i am one yes so and we did give that stat out last show that the average agent would have to outproduce the current what the current average agent produces in this industry to, for it to make sense for a company to treat them as an employee, right? right? right. For these brokerages. My God, can you All imagine right. being an employee? Although you just, brought up a really good point though last time too, because we you talked about like floor duty and like- can Well, you I'm gonna really, get into that. Okay, so, okay. sorry. I didn't mean so to just, just to, to give everybody clarity, uh, Nicole and I, same LLC, one in company under what is called William Ravis Real Estate. Um, and, and we're both licensed brokers. That being said, William Ravis is our broker on record. Right. I 100% feel like a, and practice independent contractor status. I am an independent contractor. You practice through, it? I practice it, whatever cool. you want to call look it. Look at you, like, like practice law. Uh, in fact, in fact, <laughs> I am an independent contractor. In trade. Um, 100%, mm-hmm. I am. Yes. That being said, I don't believe that every agent out there has it like I have it, like we have it. Right. Meaning we're sitting in our own office mm-hmm. where we took out the lease. Mm-hmm. We don't uh, go back to our manager, uh, you know, on things. We, we utilize her. She's a great resource for us, mm-hmm. but we don't go back to her with really much of anything throughout the week, right? No. We certainly don't go to uh, the office for floor time. Or meetings, or training, or tours, or or, or training, and, and doesn't mean we don't want to. We kind of do our own stuff internally. Right. So I think the way that we operate can be much different than a new agent going to brokerage X. That is, um, you know, getting information from their manager. Hey, you should be here doing this in the office. Right. Are you doing floor time? We need someone to fill floor time. Or like the agents that are actually being hired. There, I know that there's some agents too, like that the company actually hires them to like be um, um, 
you know, um, like, like a, a trainer. Yes. Hey, we're going to make you, yes. we're going to make you the office trainer on technology. Technology. There's technology. Ones. I, I was talking about more being like a, right. an agent to agent one, but there are technology trainers. Or too. we're going to give you the, you know, the, the, the right to train on lead generation. They give you the certain agents, fancy titles yeah. within the office. Uh, what they're compensated, if anything, it would vary from brokerage to brokerage. Yeah, maybe, hopefully they just get a bigger split. But like you're technically yeah. then like an employee because you're having to go to, to training. I mean, you're required to go to meetings to get trained yeah. on the technology. I don't know. That's gray area there. So I think that's I think that whole the way the traditional brokerages run with with floor time being not mandatory but quote unquote mandatory for right. the agents. Um, you know, you go to Greenwich, Connecticut, by the way. Yeah. You can't even do deals in that brokerage community. I mean, you want to talk about a racket before we get to the rackets? Okay. That whole way of doing business is a racket. Those agents won't even do deals with you unless you are consistently going on the home tours. Go to a, a broker open house in Greenwich. 50 to 100 people show up because every agent feels like they have to because you'll get blackballed out of that community. Well, there are certain things yeah. you have to do. There's lots of different things that happen on down there though too. Absolutely. Yeah. But. And so I think that there's a lot of gray areas. You get into some of these really competitive offices. If you're not showing up to the meeting, and by the way, of course, not producing. If you're producing, you can kind of get away with anything. But if you're doing both of those things, you're going to get let go, right. right? So it's like you don't have an option, right? You better do these things that they're suggesting right. or you're going to get let go. And I think that's where um, some one day, one of these cases, somebody's going to win. Yeah. Right. It's like a, a lot of they've lost a you lot. You can you can like be let go. I actually didn't get hired by a broker that I interviewed with. Yeah, I think that's fine. They didn't. Right? They didn't want me. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's hmm. a comment below if that's a shocker. Sorry. Anyways, let's get into the rackets. Wow. Hang <laughs> on. All right, racket number one. The first racket. This is your racket. Go Why ahead, don't you t let them know what it up. is? Pull it up. Pull up. You're in charge of the articles. All right, I'll pull it up. So this is a realtor mag article. Of course it is. Sorry. So we're talking about the ideal age for first timers to buy. The ideal age. They're, well, the yeah. perfect age. When did you buy? I bought it at 19. Buy which 19. was not the perfect age for me. I made a lot of mistakes. When I was 24. Buy? I was 24. Is there an ideal age for someone to buy a home? So I did a quick little poll on my Facebook, personal Facebook page um, last night. I actually got some really great feedback. It was fun. People love to share, which I love when people share because I even, I, I can pretty much figure out where everybody lives too because they told me like what cities, not just ages. But we, what did we get? We averaged it out. It was 25.86. Out of your poll. Out of my poll, which is like, you know, clearly the right answer. How many people there? Uh, I think I got like 145. That's a decent in. sample size from a Facebook community. Yeah, I mean this this poll here that the Realtor Mag is going off of is literally just 1,001 respondents from a Bankrate.com report. And the age was 28. 28 was their, years was old. Was their magical age? Which again, a Realtor Mag they said that the last two years their average age was 35. So um, it's interesting. Again, no, 32. It, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was 35. 32. Yeah, Nar. Okay. Um, Median age for first-time homebuyers was 32. So that well, was, they're doing median. That was the median age. Obviously, median is a little bit different. I was doing an average. I didn't do a median. And, so. but but this is more of what people think right. they should do. Which I'm calling this the 
a huge racket. racket. One of the biggest rackets because because if you're going to buy a house off of what people think, Think, you're already a loser. Well, but that goes along with all of it. I mean, I feel like, you know, you you, you go to college because you're supposed to, and then when you get out of college, you're supposed to get, like, engaged. And then when I got engaged, I bought a house. And then, hey, you know, like, after we got married. Can't be engaged without a house. Can't. And then, like, gosh, like, I can't. But I I bought a condo. So it was like, oh, we want a family. So, like, we had to sell the condo to, like, buy the house to, like. Yeah, this is a total racket. This is when you should buy a house. When you know, when you know, no. K-N-O-W, no. when you know for sure <laughs> that you're going to be there for an extended period of time. Right. If well, you're you, talking about a single family. You're, ta- you're talking about strictly single I'm family homes. I'm only talking single family yeah. homes. I'm not talking um, multifamilies. Multifamilies that pay you income. Right, I'm not right, talking right. about, about a single family home a for your own yeah. comfort. When you are going to buy a single family home, for shelter, because when you move in there, that's ultimately what you're doing. You're buying dirt and wood for shelter and as opposed to renting it from somebody else. This is just ba- breaking it down to the basics for you guys, if you if you don't know. Kyron loves homeownership. Um, I love it. Absolutely. Love it. There's a lot of profit in it. Um, you 100% should not do it until you know you're going to be there for a long time. Because here's here's the thing. The smartest people in real estate, the smartest of all of them, can't tell you where the market's going to be in three years. They will not be able to do it. Right. So if they can't predict what, where the market's going to be in three years, and if you don't know where you're going to live in three years, don't pull the trigger. Just keep renting. Stay nimble right. until you know. Right. This is where I'm raising my family. My right. kids are going to go here the next 20 years. Right. Whatever that situation might be. Yep. Then you pull the trigger. And it's interesting because there were a lot of comments on there um, that were like, oh, like I bought it at 19 or 20. I didn't even know what I was signing. Or, hey, I bought one at 19. Like, stupidest mistake ever. Like, I lost it at 21. Um, but then again, you get some others. Again, it's interesting, though, because I, I think maybe I'll do a poll next time on, um, like, what, like when did they buy it? Because I obviously it really depends on the time like the year you yeah know? if you bought it in 05 and it's very to different in, than in like 1978 years. them saying like hey i bought it at 24 and it was the best decision of my life i exactly. mean obviously completely different markets so but and, and if you don't know that you're going to be in that area you need to know this you need to know the community you need to know that you're in that deal for a long time and you're going to be willing to rent it if you have to leave like you just have to know yeah. what you're getting into you have to know that the grass is going to grow every week. Like Ooh. the snow is coming in the winter. The pipes will eventually leak. Yeah. That, you know, you're going to have to change out windows. That that the roof will not last forever. That the furnace needs to get serviced and cleaned every year. If you have a septic right. tank, that it needs to get pumped every two years. You need to know these things. And you need not just know them. You need to understand right. that somebody, you or somebody you pay, is going to have to do the work if you want to hold your equity and your value in your house no matter what the market does. For sure. So that the 10-year-old older version of yourself isn't ticked off at the 10-year yeah. younger version. But So that was a racket, but that was fun. I really appreciate everybody that sort of took part in my mini poll. So racket, racket number two. Yes. There are cities in America today that will pay you pay to you. relocate into those locations. The coolest part about it was that we actually live in a state that has a city that is participating in this racket. This is another Realtor Mag uh, article. Here here are the cities that they identified. Burlington, Vermont, Maine, Iowa. No, Marne, Iowa, if anyone's heard of that. New Haven, Connecticut. Holla. Baltimore, 
Harmony. Harmony, Minnesota, Hamilton, Ohio, and Ludington, Michigan. I mean, these are all over the board. I mean, there's some. There's one that's giving you a, a free piece of land. There's someone that's giving you $10,000 in moving costs. I actually think that New Haven is giving you the most. There's like $80,000 incentives and... I mean, there's also who Ludington knew? will give will give a uh, a small business annual contest that awards an entrepreneur with fifty thousand dollars for their startup idea. You have to move your business, obviously, to Genius. Mason County. It's crazy. Um, what was New Haven given? Because that's local. There was an eighty thousand dollar incentive for eighty thousand for new homeowners, including thirty thousand dollars for energy saving home upgrades, ten thousand dollars in interest free loans for the first yep. time buyer. And a f- and forty thousand dollars for college tuition to any in-state college. Dude, I mean, Connecticut's rocking. I mean, this is it, the place to go. Everybody should come to New Haven. Absolutely. Nicole White just double ended a deal there. Some I dual did. agency, some dual agency stuff. Holla. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. Is so, so is it a racket? Are they smart to do this? I I think it's I think it I I'm actually I'm I think it I think I I when I read the article, yes, I thought it was a complete and utter racket. But I'll be honest. I mean, why not? It's, I mean, it's, Burlington is giving you, or I think they're giving you like some money 10, to put towards, towards like a workspace, so that if you don't live there, yep. you can actually then work there and sort of do this. I think it's it's not a horrible gig. I mean, it's at least they're thinking outside of the box. I it, mean, instead of just sitting there dormant, wondering when are people coming back to my state, when are people coming back to my town poor us woe is me because of again it, it could probably be happening for multiple reasons but i, I don't know about these other communities but here's why it's a racket in connecticut racket because until we you and i read the article and we're licensed real estate brokers right. in connecticut yep did you know about the new haven deals <laughs> hello new haven <laughs> this is a total racket you're gonna you're trying to give away eighty thousand dollars in incentives to new homeowners, but yet your top agents don't know about it. And don't give me this crap that the board sent out some newsletter that I was supposed to read and not delete because yeah. I'm deleting that every time. You need to hire a marketing firm. Uh, do whatever it takes to push this message the out. The city should. The city should be absolutely and, ha- yes. And over the top, as opposed to giving out incentives, why don't you guys just do that as towns? Hire marketing firms Have to. to put your message out there on social media as the town, right? That's going to attract more people if your town's actually good enough. Do you know that right? I actually and am so, working, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm working with a buyer right now that is moving here from New Jersey. She's moving to a town that she saw highlighted yeah. at the Olympics. Dude. That's going to There that's, was Olympians and they highlighted the town and she wanted to live there. I mean, hello, that type it works. Of, that type of storytelling is going to be so much more impactful than it's the same thing when an, when a seller says to you, "Hey, do you think we should I, I'll give my car to the the agent that brings us a deal. Let's yeah. do a let, let's do a buyer agent incentive here. I'll yeah. give him a car or I'll give him a, a cruise trip." A cruise. That never ever ever works. And, and this won't work either. Market the attributes and the features and what people love about your town on places like Instagram, on places like LinkedIn. A piece of land probably would work. If you give it away, they will come. I I can guarantee you that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a total racket. Two rackets for me. So fun. Oh, I feel like we should have like a, it should be like, it should be like America, not American Idol. What is that other one? America's Got Talent where there's like X's. And it's like, eh, we should We should keep track of our rackets. I've got two rackets. What do you got? How many rackets do you got? Although, don't include that hand gesture. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I can only imagine. Um, uh, yeah, we should do something like that. We should. Yeah, a little racket uh, yeah. launch pad ding, here ding, on ding. the table. Yeah. 
All right, racket number three. Gary Keller slams real estate startups at the Inman Connect in San Francisco. I'm sorry we missed it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Danny, what's up with the, Hello. What's up with the invite there? She's we just giving out subscriptions, but Should have been on no one of these invites. fireside chats. Essentially what happened was Brad Inman wanted to do a sit-down interview like this with Gary Keller. And Gary Keller is Keller Williams. Just on on stage. Don't happen to know. And so Gary Keller wouldn't take a seat. He wanted to stand. How awkward would that be if you were standing right now? I feel like and I was sitting I down like asking would, questions. See, I, that would I, I I actually would want to participate in one of those. I would want to go to one of those. I, wanna, I, I would sit there and sit for one of those. I want to read a little bit of it's heated of the back and forth that happened. So if you miss, if you were not Inman uh, Connect in San Francisco, Ooh, but if you were and you were there, we're gonna I want to hear from them. Absolutely, if you Tell were there, us, how did you feel? Did you feel like you cut it with a knife? Was it funny? Was it was it maybe it really wasn't a big deal as much of a big deal as they're saying here? I don't know. I saw a lot maybe of stuff it's like on, fake news. online. No, this is not fake news. No. Uh, I saw a lot of stuff online. Andrea Bram Billa wrote the article. We're gonna link that up as we always do. But but here's a couple of uh, a couple of the punchlines. Keller says, if Glenn Kelman, CEO, obviously Redfin, could run his business without agents, he would. If he tells you otherwise, he's lying. Uh, he added that the reason he and Inman sometimes clash is because Inman treats such companies, talking about Open Door and Redfin and stuff like that, as disruptors when all they want to do is reduce the agent's income by 30% or more. Mm. Uh, Inman says, if they deliver on the volume of transactions, Keller immediately interrupted. He noted that he, Gary him, Keller himself wrote a book on lead generation. Inman replied, how many think Gary's book is as relevant today as when he wrote it? So that got a little chuckle Zing. out of the crowd. Uh, Gary, uh, or Inman says, my audience has a higher income. This was after actually Keller responded that the audience should have to include their own income in their answer. And uh, Inman said his audience has a higher income than Keller's community because of what they paid to get here. So a lot of like Back th this got it was like this zing, got a zing, little zing, bit zing, a little zing. bit touchy for sure. I mean, Keller obviously um, they were trying to joke about it. Inman said, "I hope we're going to be friends." Keller says, I, "I like your shoes." To Inman, so they, it got awkward to say the Aww, least. I like your shoes too, by the way. Those are thank new you. Ones. Appreciate the, that. Yeah, they're good. Those are the, the black Cole Han sneakers. Yeah. Maybe I we'll like link, the brown ones better, though. We'll link that. I should get an affiliate link on Amazon. We can link that up. There uh, it is. We're not doing that. Amazon. Uh, they start getting into Amazon, that kind of stuff. They they circled back to... Oh, they circled back to EXP. And so Inman asks well, Gary there Keller... Two agents. There was two agents that recently left there or started EXP. There's been a lot of agents. No, 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 I, mean, no, the, I the, know. The, co the founders yes. of, e of EXP, were yes, came from, from, from Keller, Keller Williams. Yeah. Um, so Inman asks, does EXP scare you? Does anyone scare you? Keller says, no. And uh, he says, by the way, Glenn, uh, or, or Inman says, by the way, Glenn speaks highly of you. Keller just love it. Great. Good for him. I don't care. Glenn was the founder of, of EXP. And he even went on to say that some of these agents that have received over a million dollars in commission from Keller Williams, a commission sharing, should return it to the broker. So no love lost there from Gary Keller no. to EXP. There was a decent wrap up though at the end where they just pretty much said, you know, like you've been saying from the very beginning, like like commission compression, like yeah. it's 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 He's something that's coming. It. Yeah, no, the, and and they talk up and they're just saying that this is all what's going to have to happen in order to. Here, here's what's interesting that continuously keeps happening. I went when I went to the Swanepoel uh, summit. 
or earlier in the year, mm -hmm. the traditional brokerages continue like Gary Keller did, like local uh, they, they, brokers they have done. They peacock a little? They continue to just brush off these startups like Open Door, like what Zillow's doing, like Redfin, like even EXP, who went public on the NASDAQ and seemed to be doing fine recruiting 1,000 agents, I think, a month. A month. I mean, they're, re they're recruiting a ridiculous amount of agents right mm. now uh, that are transitioning over. They continue to brush this off as a non-factor. And they continue to say, we've seen this before. I disagree. You haven't seen this. And, and, and Stefan Swanepoel certainly disagrees. And he has no dog in the fight. He's right. just doing research. Right. You haven't seen this kind of money backed by VCs who have more of it enter the market like they are today. These are disruptors for a reason. The reason Gary Keller is getting so emotional is he knows there's legitimacy behind it. And if big every big box brokerage acts the way Gary Keller did on stage at Inman, there, you will see a couple of them go bankrupt. You will see a couple of them drop when the next wave hits and the, and the market drops. There are gonna be dramatic changes, I believe, uh, on the next downturn in real estate because that's gonna be the opportunity for technology to take over. I'm disappointed in Gary Keller's response because I'm a big Keller Williams fan. You are. I am, dis and I am a big Ke Keller you Williams are. fan. You are. You like the Kool Aid. I like the Kool Aid. I've never, uh, I've never worked for. Who worked for? Hmm. Ooh, oh. that was a little slip. Independent contractors there. I don't know. I've never been associated with with Keller Williams. I got a lot of friends over there. Uh, I I really think highly of the brokerage. Yeah. But uh, I think he's. He's being extremely naive. You shouldn't. And I'm the same way. I always say, you know what? We have no competitors. It's, maybe, all, it's all the was, time in the day. Maybe he was a little hangry. Maybe he didn't eat lunch. Could have been. I feel like maybe he needed lunch. Are you getting hangry right now? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's almost. I mean, I get. I do get hangry when I need lunch. Sounds like he needed lunch. Like he wasn't sitting. <laughs> I feel like he was just. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom right now. I mean, then. something was going on there. I feel like it was like. Because I mean, to be that like. Like, I mean, that was like. Woo, like as a professional. Up it there? just shows you how much. there. There's, there's a lot more. Happening yes. than than what he's willing to admit, um, so I'd be careful. This is this is not a. I mean, is this a racket or not? His response is a total racket, yeah. but what's coming is not a racket. So right. you, so you definitely need to be prepared for that. Hmm. So it's just like a ha it's like a ha it's like a halfer. Like yeah. you're voting half. Mm. Half. It's a half a racket. What are you doing? What's your vote? I this one this one this one's a difficult one just because I don't really know what we're really voting on. Like, is it his response? Let's that vote is on it, his response. Or? I think his response is a racket. Absolute, absolute right. racket. But it's a, but it, you know what? It's a fun racket because the phone's blowing up over it. I mean, there's reactions coming everywhere from this guy that wouldn't sit while he was hungry. I mean, poor guy. It's ridiculous. All right. If you want the free Inman subscription, yeah, gotta leave a, a message, please. Put a comment. Uh, say we Happy want the Inman that. subscription. We're gonna pick one. We'll announce it next week. Nicole's flipping the bill. That's one year of Inman content You're direct welcome. to your inbox. You're welcome. On Nicole White. Holla. Today, Nicole Black. See ya. <laughs>